This is your Monday Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce joins me as usual. I'm Michael Rand. Back at it. Regular week, regularly regularly scheduled programming. Hope you enjoyed last week's special editions. Patrick is on one of those talking about the U.S. Open. If you missed all those, it was all about last uh, 1991 and all the major events in the Twin Cities. But uh, the beauty, Patrick, of of not doing regularly scheduled shows for a week is we got a lot. We got like a whole like 10 days worth of stuff to get to that I haven't even talked about yet. Um, And and plenty of things have happened, even if it was the traditionally slowest week on the sports calendar. Yeah, it's uh, you're usually just kind of waiting for the uh, you know, you get the all star game and then you're waiting for the uh, the. Vikings to start training. Vikings to start training camp, and uh, boom, that uh, Suter uh, Parisi came thing came out of nowhere, and uh, that uh, that kind of that kind of squeezed up the section a little bit for the (laughs) week. So uh, that was uh, that was, I think, the Parisi thing was expected, but uh, not not uh, Suter had a good year. He was a pretty good player, and for them this year and uh i guess these guys uh, mike will be joined at the hip forever in uh, wild lore won't they they came in and saved the franchise together and they got run out by a gm who doesn't like either of them i think it basically i don't think they uh bow down to the uh the uh but the bosses uh the the way they would like them to i that that's part of it I, the other is Parisi so banged up from all his years of injuries that uh, he's not effective anymore. But Suter's still a, there'll be a, he'll get it. He'll have a nice little market out there because you can get him cheap, right? I mean, yeah. somebody can give him a million bucks uh, because he's, uh, you know, because he's getting paid by the wild here for these years. So he should have a nice market for him. He's still a good player and he can still give you 22 minutes if you want to. So, but it's, uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was kind of a shocker, that part of it. But, they had to figure out a way to keep Dumba, so I, I guess we shouldn't have been that surprised. I mean, you'd, you'd a heck of a lot rather have Dumba than Suter, so that, yeah. You know, yeah, you had to make that move, I think. And you had to figure out a way, right, because expansion draft, and you had to figure out a way to pay all these guys that you want to pay. You know, you already paid Eric Sinek. You're trying to figure out, uh, you know, Kaprizov. You're trying to figure out fiala extensions and the most relief obviously that you get from this is this year i think they save what like 10 million dollars something like that on the cap this year so if you can get kind of through this year with extensions for those guys those other guys then maybe uh the decisions get easier down the road when you're you know you've got other contracts coming off the books and things like that but yeah the i gotta admit that was uh i you know I I'd talked plenty on this show and, you know, Sarah McClellan, our beat writer and I, I even had like a good back and forth about Parisi. Like what, what could they possibly do? And I was of the mind that something was going to happen with Parisi, whether they could figure out a way to trade him, whether they were going to buy him out something. It just felt like that relationship had soured so much. The suitor thing only makes sense in retrospect. It's not one of those things where you're like, Oh yeah, I saw that coming. It's only like, well, yeah, if, if you feel like this is just the time for a clean break, but nobody thought, that's going to get rid of a guy who was, you know, a top, one of their top defensemen last year for a playoff team. Yeah, and they better hope uh, long term that uh, the salary cap goes up again here, that the revenues uh, boost and things go up because uh, they're going to get killed uh, two years from now and then three years from now. I think they're they're okay. I mean, they're really good shape for next season because they got ten million and. Uh, and they're going to, they're okay. The hit isn't that bad two years from now, but then what years three and four, it's like six, it's seven, nothing. million. 
Yeah. You got like, but no, the three and four though, I think it's like 14. Uh, right. Right. I, I meant they're, they're saving basically nothing those years. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That year. I mean, they get, they get, they get kicked uh, in the teeth. Kaprizov's different. It's, it's the only sport that I can remember where the players are arguing for shorter contracts. <laughs> right, right. Uh, only in hockey. Well, they know. I won't take your eight-year deal. I want a three-year deal. I, I saw some defense, but I never heard of. Just got seventy-two million uh, from some some club in the league. Uh, if they if they think they're making a legitimate offer to Kaprizov of sixty-four million for eight years, who who are they trying to kid? For God's right. sakes, he's not going to take that deal. Uh, no. And Gary Garen feistily saying. I'm not up on the offers just because we got more money. Well, I don't know. But that the kid just doesn't sign, right? He he doesn't. I mean, he just. If I'm him, I don't sign anything. Then see what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all a negotiation at this point, too. Yeah. I'm sure there. You know, you don't want to tip your hand. You don't want to go too far, and then you know you lose your leverage, stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's all it's just all very interesting. I mean, as someone who was on, you know, the the fringes of Suter Parisi watch nine years ago. And I, I accompanied Russo who was at the star tribune accompanied him to the airport. And we were like frantically like Parisi was arriving in town at the airport one time with, I think it was his fiance at the time, now his wife. And they've got three kids now. Um, you know, they're just coming to town because they, you know, they've got family here and you know, were like stalking him trying to figure out what, uh, what gate he's coming in. I'm like recording video of Zach Parisi. <laughs> just, just a reminder of like, what a big deal that was. Oh. And I guess, you know, I think it can be argued that it was, it was worth it, but it also, Evans, yes. but it also can be argued that we saw this. You, you could see this kind of scenario coming um, that it wasn't going to be a 13 year relationship that at some point oh, they're yeah. going to have to say, you know what, that the run was fine, but we, we got to cut the cord and, and, and pay these guys off. And maybe it came a year or two earlier than I thought, but, uh, but you, you yeah. think it was worth it to, to, to kind of revive oh, what they had I going mean, there? I, I really think they were in an absolute panic over there. They had just had one of the most boring seasons in history. Yes. And, and then you hit the lockout for God's sakes. When they came back from the lockout, they would have had 10, 12,000 people in there. Their season ticket base was in a state of collapse. And they, uh, you know, that they, they finally had the people in Woodbury had finally decided the hell with it. I got better things to do with my money to watch this boring team. And then they came in and I, they had two non sellouts right out of the lockout. And then for like eight years, they didn't have an unsold ticket, uh, you know, with these guys. So they, they reinvigorated the franchise. There's no doubt about it. They were, we, we got to remember how much, uh, you know, how, how bad things were going to be for them that they finally were going to get what they deserved, which was the end of the honeymoon. Cause they'd been, they got the longest honeymoon without doing anything around here of anybody. And uh, signing these two guys gave them, you know, eight more years basically of selling tickets. Yeah, and, so, you know, and even though they didn't deliver, you know, anytime you make a big move like that, you, the chance talk about championships comes up in the press conference. Everybody's giddy. They're yeah, we're going to win a championship. Even though they never got past the second round. They only even got to the second round twice. You know what? Yeah, they made the playoffs six years in a row. Made it a couple. You know, made it last year. I don't think we count Adam. I'm, I'm not counting two years ago as playoffs. That's uh, those that's play not in. the playoffs. That's not the playoffs. They, not the you playoffs. can't say that 
you can't announce this is not the playoffs. And then at the end, and then they have to say, <laughs> okay, oh, okay, they were the playoffs. So right. we, 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 the top, we did squeeze the top 24 teams into the playoffs. 24, okay? top 24. 20. They were a top 24 team a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes, but, anyway, yes, but, but, you know, that said, they, these guys, I know Parisi was banged up some of these times, but in the nine years they were here, they probably, you know, and then when they signed, they were in their primes, they probably performed about how you would have expected them to perform, right? They probably gave you about what you expected. Yeah, I would say so. I, w- I would say that. And, uh, you know, Parisi had uh, some pretty good sized uh, scoring seasons and he's not a, you know, a sniper or anything like that. But the other guy, you know, when you were in the playoffs, when you were in good games, he was playing 30 minutes. Uh, I mean, right. he, was, he was a horse. So uh, he's a little feisty, I guess, a little hard to get along with, but who cares? Uh, you know, defensemen are supposed to be ornery, right? <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, I, I think that it was, uh, you know, that they, they were lucky that to have them and, uh, and to any, any fans who want to blame them for the fact that they didn't have a long playoff run is it's hockey. There's uh it takes about 14 guys. It doesn't take two or so. Yeah. Uh, and plus it takes a goalie who can stop a beach ball when the playoffs are on too, which uh, has a lot to do with it. So yeah. they never, I mean, Dubnik was good for periods of time, but uh, uh, well, here's what interests me about them. Though. A lot of stuff went right this year. So Parisi was banged up, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of in this uh, shortened season, a lot of stuff went right, including Cam Talbot becoming yeah. a playing great. They're goalies, man. They're relief pitchers. They're, yep. they're uh, place kickers. They're those guys that are great one year and not great the next, unless you're at a really top level guy. And, uh, you know, you're going to all of a sudden, if he, if he, re, if, yes. if he just average and then some other things go wrong, I, I don't, you know, there's, it's hockey. It's, it's so damn random that, uh, uh, there's no guarantee that uh, that we that some juggernaut is being built here, and then if you get the Russian in a bad mood because you're giving him a bad time on his contract, who knows? He might uh, he might not be what he was, and uh, I I don't know. I think that I think they they went into this season with great uncertainty, and I think next season they go in with more optimism, but but also a chance that they'll end up fighting to get in the playoffs again i think you're right I, i've i've been kind of eyeballing them as a as a candidate for some kind of regression just you know you're right talbot played played really well and let's not forget too the the stretch where talbot was i can't remember if he was hurt or if he was on the covid yeah. list or maybe there's a little bit of both kakin and played really well and that was a you know a stretch where they needed him to to kind of stand on his head a little bit and he had kakin reeled off like eight wins in a row at, at some point too so i don't think they should be able to count on that sort of thing next year and the division they played in was was top heavy they got to beat up on a lot of teams below them that uh yes. that, that helped them out yeah. this year too yeah i mean they had two really good teams above them and st louis didn't play up the expectations but the bottom of the league good had about the three worst teams i do have one key question for you this yes. week with the expansion coming yes what's your view of kraken as a nickname i think I- I think we should know what something is when you name a name. When you come up with a name, you can't just reach into the archives of Gothic history and come up (laughs) with some damn name. 
you got to have a name that I know what it is. Now, wild is uh, vague, obviously. Yeah, vague, a... but, it, but, but we know what wild is. You're kind of goofy. Do we, though? Know, right? I mean, well, I mean, it's, yeah, you're wild and crazy, you know, the wildings, that kind of stuff. But the Kraken, I don't approve. I, I, sorry. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's okay. I like, I like unique nicknames. I think it's a little <laughs> bit, uh, maybe it's a little <laughs> so, bit. It's a little bit it's, of a re- it's a bit of a reach. It, it's a bit of a we're trying to be a little bit too cute. The the uniforms, the 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 swamp sorry, these sweaters, the sweaters look nice. Um, so I, I think they did a good job with that. But yeah, it's yeah, I think teams sometimes got, try they try to be a little bit too unique. I'm not I'm not well you got Liwicky, you got both Liwickies, the smart right. one and the not quite as smart one. <laughs> and you have I hope they listen you, to this. And you have uh, you got Sperling involved, and I mean they got right. the genius partners of all time. You know what? I've been saying this. Gary Bettman gets a lot of abuse. He does. Gary Bettman is in Seattle. He will take that. The NHL is going to take over that town. They everybody talk about bringing back the Supersonics. By the time they get an NBA team back there, nobody will care. Everybody in that trendy foo foo town will be wearing a Kraken jersey. They got. They might as well forget that. And he got Las Vegas. He was the first guy to get to Las Vegas. The end. The NBA's got Memphis and Oklahoma City, and he's got <laughs> Las Vegas and Seattle. He's a genius, and they he should stop getting booed when he's uh, at hockey events because that guy has done wonders for that league, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Maybe he's maybe his the second half of his tenure has been much better than the first half. I think he got some deserved boos for not being able to not be able to traverse some of those labor things early on, but yeah, just by standing still, even he's allowed some of his competition to fall below him. Um, you know, the Rob Manfreds of the world, the other commissioners around he's, uh, even if he's not been great, uh, he he's let the pack come back to him, I guess is what I would, is how I'd put it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's for sure. That is, uh, that's for sure that he's, uh, you know, he's, survived uh well a, a complete lockout and then a half a lockout right another. and so uh but they i mean they missed a full season they were the only yes they're they're really the only league that could afford to do that right yeah. i mean it, it weren't they i mean it was hard on canada and a lot of other things but it wasn't like the whole world was watching to see whether they played a hockey season or not so they you know nobody the nfl and MLB cannot they can't miss a whole season for no God's sake. no but anyway um so you mentioned the NBA you mentioned uh <laughs> as a, as a good good opportunity I want to talk NBA finals for a minute but within the context of this I was thinking about this as I watched game five uh parts of game five I think Saturday night um you know Bucks taking a 3-2 lead on the Suns they've won three in a row now that was the first road win of the series um, Milwaukee looking really good. Giannis looking really good. Um, I, I, the, here's the, here's the, here's the, the way I'm going to back into this piece. What, why, why don't I hate the bucks? What, what is it about Milwaukee? We hate every other team. Yeah. Maybe the brewers is a little exception. What, you know, Packers, Badgers, people here hate those teams. There, I don't feel like there's any kind of bucks. hate. why, why, why aren't the bucks hated here? I, I don't get it. Well, we, I mean, why would we? we? We're not in the same division. They don't play them. Uh, yeah. They, you know, I mean, same conference, I guess. We, yeah. we, here's the main place. We don't care about the Timberwolves. Right. 
They've driven right. us nuts and nobody cares. There's that was no the answer emotional. I wanted. Thank you. There's no <laughs> emotional connection to the Timberwolves that would say, boy, if it wasn't for the Bucks, uh, we'd be winning the division. They did not the same division, uh, you know, for old time NBA fans like me. I used to go to Milwaukee to watch games, you know, because right. we didn't have a team here. And I'd, I'd go down and see McHale every year when he came to town with Boston. He could drive down there and watch games. Plus, I think in that league, we, everybody would want to root for a mid or lower market team, right? After, yeah. I mean, when, when you've had a league where, okay, um, we're going to go to the Lakers. The Lakers, Mike, at, at one point, is not as high now, but since they left here at one point, they were in the NBA Finals 26 times in 51 years. Uh, I, I believe that was the stat. I know at one point it was 25 out of 50, and then they did it another year. I mean, we don't like to see L.A., and it used to be the Knicks, not anymore, but Celtics, you know, to some degree. I, we don't like to see the big markets. We, we don't like the Yankees. Like, right. That's the problem. Right. So the Bucks aren't the Yankees or the Lakers. They're, they're somebody else. And I, I think to some degree, you get a little hope that maybe it is possible. I don't think here, you know, maybe it is possible <laughs> that uh, you can someday compete for an actual championships and to have a team that hasn't won it in 50 years, in the finals, in a great final to this point, by the yes, way, just yes. oh, that game four was a war. I said it was the Gallipoli of, uh, of basketball. It was fantastic, that game. That Giannis block. Of, yeah, uh, the, the whole game, but there was, yeah. every basket yeah. was a war. And and to see a team that hasn't won one in 50 years against a team that's never won it, uh, in all their long history, two teams that came in together is uh, pretty, uh, you know, is, is great for the NBA. And the fact people are watching because they have been sucked into this uh, this fierce competition between teams with really uh, interesting players, Booker and Gian Gian Giannis. And, uh, you know, I mean, these guys are Middleton is a great player and uh, it, it's kind of fun to see something new isn't it and uh, yes and uh yeah i mean i'm i'm rooting for the bucks because uh, you know i just i don't have any great resentments towards wisconsin or anything uh you know i kind of i kind of think it's fun when jonathan taylor's kissing the kissing the axe in our end zone <laughs> and we got a great photo of it i mean a great right. photo of it so i mean that's you know i and, and I think the Badgers are the same as as the Bucks. If if they can do it, why can't we? You know, that's that's kind of the that's that's kind of my attitude about Wisconsin in general. And Packers, I I think that that I think the Packers are, are a fierce rival, which is wonderful because uh, we really lack in in the pros in the pros around here. We don't Timberwolves don't have any want any any no. rival there's no. no rival the wild doesn't have any rival right Ooh, they're coming to town you know the blackhawks for two three years but the, ooh, that team's coming to town i gotta go watch them because i hate them there's none of that hockey with the wild and there's uh you know and there's really 
none of that with the Twins. The Twins have never had an arch rival in base in baseball. The White Sox to some degree, but it's yeah that comes and goes too. The Packers are our only eternal rival around here. Hmm. So I don't think it's any in the pros. So I don't think it's any, uh, any surprise that, uh, you know, people are neutral about the bucks. I I've seen that on Twitter. People, wow, you people want the bucks to win. win." And, uh, I, I, I think it's just a rivalry thing. The bucks have never been a rival to the Timberwolves. Yeah. I like to, you know, and I like to, to have fun with Wisconsin fans and, you know, take digs at them and, you know, talk about Packers and, and Badgers, but I've, I think you're right. And I think a lot of the things you touched on are some of the things I was thinking about. So I was glad to hear you articulate them, but yeah, I just, I've never been able to muster any kind of angst about the bucks. It's just, they're, they're very <laughs> neutral. And it, I think, yeah, and I think you're right. It's like, if, if you are a Timberwolves fan and again, the, the teams are not, the teams are not the same. Don't get carried away. Um, but you do look and you say they, they're, they're in the same kind of market. It, it is, it is unlikely to build a team like that because the way the NBA is structured is not set up to, you know, facilitate that, but it is possible if you draft correctly and make a couple of good secondary moves that you can compete like the bucks have. It's, it's not likely, but it's possible. And that's, that's the, that's the route the Wolves uh, have to take. And it is, it does help if your superstar is a hard edged mean SOB when the game is on the line yeah. instead of a softy, but yeah, uh, that's, uh, but I'm not naming names. Here, no, but, not naming uh, names. Well, <laughs> maybe you could maybe. just inference is, uh, is allowed here, but maybe, uh, maybe in two years, the wolves best player will be that hard edge guy. It'll be uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. We'll oh, see. I like that, but he, unfortunately he's not six foot 11, yeah, but uh, that's true. But I that's love true. Anthony Edwards and uh, you know, Maybe Cat will be a good complimentary piece to him. Uh, how about that? You think he'd accept that role? He'd love. I that. don't know, but Cat can't be the <laughs> can't can't be the best player on a good team. I think we figured no. that out. Um, really quick, Patrick. Let's talk. We got to talk about the Twins because I don't. Uh, do you think Nelson Why? Cruz? You think, Why? you think? Do you think Nelson Cruz still still thinks they can do something special? That was the quote coming out of the hey, break. But I think we can do something special. special. That was special. They hadn't, gotten, they hadn't been shut out by the Tigers in 89 games, and they got shut out twice in three, <laughs> day, three games. That's, that was pretty special. That was special. That, that was special. That was special. Two hits one game and uh, two lousy hits. And then yesterday, I don't know what, four maybe? Four or five. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, even Rock, even Doc Rock was, uh, was uh, in his own way, uh, taking some shots at the boys about, uh, their, uh, lack of attention to detail and, uh, screw ups. And, uh, I missed and, that. I, I didn't see it well, today. You read between the lines in Phil's piece today. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's something about, you know, the missing signs and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and everybody being dead. Here's the, here's one of the problems. Nelson is, uh, Nelson has been basically cool here for a month, right? Do you think anybody wants him? Yeah, he's he's been hot and cold this year. Like, wait, here's the problem though: every time I think he's done, he goes on a tear. So uh, he's probably getting ready yeah. to do that now. Like every time you say, but he's been very. But strange. him, yeah, him, you're going to trade for two double A pitchers. Right. You know, I mean, he's, right. I mean, you're doing, you're trading Nelson as a favor to Nelson, right? Yeah, so you're trading can, him for a lottery ticket. You're not trading yeah. him for a pressure you're, thing. You're, you're trading him to give him a chance to you know, at yes. age 40, 
wanted to go to a World Series again or something. But uh, uh, but uh, the other guys, I mean, Barrios laid out laid it out yeah. for him. Today. That was interesting. Uh, Lance Lynn got uh, Lance Lynn got two years, thirty eight million. Uh, Jose cost you twenty five a year, right? At this stage of his career, yeah, his dur- his durability. I mean, he's he's yes. probably like yeah, five, you know, five for one twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah, at least, at least, maybe more. Yeah, uh, I think he's got huge, uh, huge signs in front of him. And uh, the the Buxton rumor uh, that he's out there. Well, if they're going to offer him seventy, uh, you might as well, uh, you know, save your breath. That's not uh, you're not going to get him for seventy unless it's a three year deal or something. Right. I don't think he'll take that. Uh, and this is to me, this is absolutely not the time to trade him because because of the injury history and the fact that he can't play now if he plays the last two months of the season let's say uh you think he'll show up in august here pretty soon i don't know uh yeah. probably not but if he plays let's say the last 50 games if he plays 40 of them you might you, you got a better chance to get something for him in december or even halfway through next year than now who's going to give you something for him now before this trading deadline when he they haven't seen him play they've you know yeah. you're not what what do you think you got the greatest doctors in the world who can guarantee mm. he's going to be healthy you're not mm. going to get you're not going to get diddly for him i don't think so no and plus like position players don't usually get it's more pitching that gets dealt usually at the deadline yes. position players are more of an off-season trade and still you know he'd be going into his final year at that point but you'd still It'd be a lot to think about. I mean, they, they, they seem like they're convinced that they can hit reset and that they want to have these guys around in 2022. I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see they're, it. I don't, I don't see it at all. They're saying that they don't believe it. They know okay. it. They know they're starting over again. My prediction, Taylor Rogers gone. Yeah. They're, they're going to get something for him. You know, yeah. they're a lefty reliever with his ability. Uh, you, you, you know, and and that you still have a little control over. Uh, I think I think they'll trade him, and uh, that because that the guys you should be trading are the guys you can get something for, right? Not just not more garage sales who bring in nobody that's going to really help you, you know. But here's the good sign: Did you see that Matt Shoemaker pitched five scoreless innings for the St. Paul the other day? I did not see I th- that. I think. I think the shoe might have figured it out. We might get the shoe <laughs> back here back. pretty soon. Let's, Let's go. Bring, Come back. On. bring back the shoe. Let's go. Come well, on. That's the thing, though. Imagine if they trade like half and Pineda. There's going to be some, uh, boy, there's going to be some some openings <laughs> in the rotation that are well, already, that an already thin rotation. Well, yeah, they, uh, yeah. The Whiteys are a little terrified today because in game one of this world, of this uh, series, of this doubleheader, they. They have to face. They're sending Lance Lynn out to take on Griffin Jacks. Yeah, I've Griffin, Griffin Jacks should have stayed in the Air Force. <laughs> I've seen Griffin Jacks pitch. That I've been to two Saints games this year, and Griffin Jacks has started both games. And he actually pitches. He's pitched well in both those games. But I, that's not. I, big, I, I don't think big he's league starter. No, I, I don't think start. he's. He does. I don't look at him and think long term future. I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, buddy. I, I don't. I didn't look at him and think that's a guy that's going to help soon. That's not. That's not what I got out of those experiences. I got it. Hey, we pay. We taxpayers pay all this money to put these guys through the military academies, right? That's us. Yeah. We're paying that. 
Yeah. Why, how come we're letting them go play sports? Roger Staubach didn't get, Roger Staubach had to serve his two, three years. Let's make these guys serve their time. Come on, let's go. Let's stop giving them the waiver for sports. <laughs> I don't, come on, let's, let's get our money's worth as taxpayers here, damn it. Uh, well, I'll probably have more, uh, more twins deadline discussion, uh, probably on tomorrow's show with Phil Miller. I think he's going to join me more Parisi Suter stuff this week later too with Sarah McClellan. Uh, Patrick Royce, before we go, I got to mention uh, the Loons beat Seattle for the first time ever uh, as an MLS team Sunday. I know you're fired up about that, so I want to give one oh, beat them 3-0 and come back and talk to me. <laughs> beat them in the playoffs. Beat them in yeah, the playoffs. Okay. We yeah. well, we, okay. We, we will talk about that a little bit more. Thanks, Patrick. We'll get you again next Monday. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Okay, sir. Thank you.